Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. It's time for the post-game show with Shope and the Bulldog. Hi, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. The Bills lose in Philadelphia in overtime, 37-34. Josh Allen, 420 yards of offense in this game. Not enough. The Bills had two 10-point leads. They also had, maybe you've heard of this, uh, a three-point lead in the waning seconds of the fourth quarter facing a team kicking a desperate field goal that's probably way be you know, it's not even to the, the target line on the field and the kick is good and it's another great game that the bills lose and it does you know just feelings here if i may be allowed to do that off the top it just feels like the bills have become a team that always loses these games valiant effort had many looks at it but they come up short and they really can't afford this loss bulldog no, they really can't. Um, I, you know, I know the math, so I'm not going to declare the season over. But I, I'll tell I'll tell you what I'm 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 as ready as I've ever been to declare something else over, and that's my faith in McDermott as the head coach of this team. It, it's enough of these kinds of games where Allen plays incredibly, like he did. I mean, heroically, if that's not overstating it for a sporting event. He just played like a monster in this game and it's another game where i'm watching mcdermott blow timeouts at the end of regulation to set up the 60 yard game tying kick and we've got josh allen already and i'm just getting warmed up i made a guess and i guess wrong josh all the losses are equal but does this one go under the by having 10 point leads to stay a little bit more yeah Uh, how do you recover from that well um we gotta refresh get healthy for this next week and you got to attack the rest of the season week by week. Do you feel like the offense took another step in the right direction with the performance tonight? Um, I mean, we're just going out there. I thought, thought our guys had a lot of, a lot of great effort. Um, you know, we just got to make one more play. For reference, 21 before that game, you play in Tampa, you lose on a touchdown in overtime, but the offense found something. Do you feel like... Building off last week, there was some—I won't say positives, but something building off of this. Yeah, I mean, I think you can you can say that. And again, I think effort was there, execution was there. Um, just got to make a couple more plays, and you know, there's 
couple we wish we had back. Josh, your decision to just with 20 seconds left, was that a discussion at all on the sideline, or is that just? No, that's the right, that's the right play. Josh, you guys did everything you could think of come back and, and, and battle back and fight them all time and again. Just how hard is it to comprehend a loss like this one? Well, I mean, make no mistake, that's a, that's a really good football team. They're defending NFC champs for a reason. Um, they made they made plays tonight. They made enough to, to win the game. You were able to get Gabe going. He had uh, quite a couple of minutes. How important will that be moving forward? Uh, it'll be important. Um, Got to find a way to win. What happened on the Yeah, they played trap, trap coverage. Um, Steph did a good job of, you know, Getting inside and um, being friendly, and the kid made a hell, hell of a play. Josh, a lot of football left. In terms of where you find yourself as a team right now, how confident are you as a group to make a push and and, 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 <coughs> and make that playoff push? I'm extremely confident in our guys and, and the men that we have in this locker room. Um, you know, and we understand where we're at. So we gotta, we gotta get things going. You made a concerted effort, Josh, again to use your feet, again to run the ball in the way we've seen you do it in the past. Can you talk about maybe how that's you're reincorporating that into your game and it's maybe evolving back to that a little bit? Uh, I mean, I think the opportunity just kind of presented themselves today, and I don't think it was coming into this game thinking I'm, gonna, I'm running more, or more or less. Um, it just, you know, they they presented themselves and we took advantage of it. Thank you, guys. You were saying? Uh, um, yeah. Where, where was I? I don't know. Uh, timeout. Something about time, timeouts. Timeout at the end before the field goal. Like Alan just said it there. Uh, kneeling it out with 20 seconds to go after the game is tied in, in the fourth quarter is the right play. In part because they've got only one timeout left because McDermott just is so horny to use these timeouts at what I think and what I think a lot of us think are utterly meaningless times. And there was one, oh, let's ice the kicker. I mean, it's pouring rain and has been for hours. All right, how much more adversity do I need the kicker to endure by standing there for 30 more seconds while you try to make sure nobody lines up off sides or you have the right number of guys on the field? He's wasting this quarterback. And I'm toast. I, I can't watch it anymore. I don't know how much different it would have been, but 20 seconds, I mean, we all know that's seven more than 13 seconds in Kansas City, but I got to burn that timeout, and I've only got one timeout, so it's raining, and I got to kneel. Oh, my God. I'm just sick of it. I, I'm sick of it. And I think a lot of people probably are, too, and they've been waiting for one of us to get there. Well, I got there. This game ate my soul. Because Allen deserves better. A lot of those guys deserve better. Uh, look, they weren't perfect. They made a lot of mistakes. But their coach is killing me right now. Even in overtime, a timeout. That There's a scenario where they hold Philadelphia it. to – once Philadelphia gets inside the 30, and they have what Buffalo had, like a fourth and six on its possession – in overtime, you know, they're 9-1. and one. They can look at that two minutes or so to go and be like, all right, we'll kick for the tie. That doesn't kill us. But the Bills call timeout there, and there's no adversity on that play. They have 11 men on the field. They're lined up. What's the benefit of that? Just to take a breath? Yeah, enough already. I mean, 
there there are calling there is calling timeouts to make sure you're lined up that you everybody knows what they're supposed to do for me especially actually when your head coach is from the defensive side of the ball I'd want that already I'd want that sort of preparation already but you don't always have you can't assume that necessarily there have been a lot of changes on this defense lots of different guys it's a it's a big game and lots happening you're playing a good team okay sometimes we saw what happened against Denver on that field goal even with timeouts but yeah sure McDermott has always called the timeouts anyway he wants to make extra sure and I think he's a big feelings coach and I bet he would tell you that there's some benefit in icing the kicker the same way Jack Del Rio and 50 other coaches over the years do no matter what the book says I mean if I'm I've, I've said this for 20 years if I'm a kicker, now, not that not that I should ever pretend to know what it's like to play in the NFL, but if I'm a kicker, you give me that time. I'm a pro athlete. I'll collect my thoughts. What does he think? These are kids? What do these coaches do? What do these coaches think when they're trying to ice kickers? That they're kids? Oh, my God, I forgot this game was on TV. Like, what are they actually thinking? What is What is the strategy? Dare I use that word? A word McDermott tends to condescend to. Six and six. Sean McDermott coming up, his press conference brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. The Skyworks, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, hi. Skyworks stats of the game, Skyworks equipment rental, building America from the ground up. It didn't look for a while like we would get into these kind of numbers in this game, but you've got it there uh, if you yeah, want I do. it. Yeah, yeah, stats on the day, Allen, 29 of 51 passing, 339 Two touchdown passes, one pick. He also ran for two touchdowns on nine carries for 81 yards. James Cook led the way, running 16 for 43. Except for Allen. Uh, except for Allen. Who's Pickens, much yes. better running than, that, than James <laughs> yeah, Cook is. Yes. Still, yes. amazingly. Who knew? Re- Receiving-wise, Gabe Davis, 6 for 105. Diggs, 6 for 74. Cook, 6 for 57. Davis and Diggs both had touchdown receptions. For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 18 of 31 for three, uh, 200, three touchdowns, one pick. He runs for 65 yards on 14 carries and two rushing touchdowns. DeAndre Swift, 14 carries for 80 yards. Devontae Smith, 7 for 106 and a score. A.J. Brown, modest, 5 for 37, but a score. And Olamid Zacchaeus. Yes, sir. One reception, one touchdown. Oh, my God. <laughs> one of Hurts' best plays. Yeah, they both ran for two. All right, we'll have McDermott and your calls at 716-803-0550. The Bills sit 10th. They're only, I think, 16 teams in the AFC. The Bills sit 10th after this loss. Two and a half games behind Miami in the AFC East, which gained a game this weekend. And a half game behind Houston, Indianapolis, and Denver, each of which is outside of the playoff picture themselves. Back after this timeout, we'll hear from the coach and maybe you. Again, thanks for being with us. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Fake to Murray. Quick hitter to Gabe Davis on a slant for the touchdown. Gabe Davis with a seven-yard touchdown reception. And the Bills are back in front with 152 to play. There's our electric play of the game. Seven-yard touchdown pass from Josh Allen to Gabe Davis. That is Chris Brown just told you. Gave the Bills the lead just coming out of the two-minute warning. 
Electric Play the Game is brought to you by Town Mazda and Town Hyundai for electrifying performance. Check out their exciting lineup of EVs at townauto.com. Bills had 505 yards in this game. Man. Well, yeah. I, there is a ton of there's a ton to talk about this game. If they had 505 yards, like that is I, th- I believe they've had 12 games in their history where they had 500 yards. And I'm pretty sure they won most of them, <laughs> but yeah. not this one. There, there's a ton of stuff in this game. Of course, there's details and the, the timeouts we're talking about, and there's officiating. There's a ton of officiating yeah. in this game. A lot of it's early, so who even remembers, even like right now? The Cook drop in the first quarter was a huge play. The Cook, probably a touchdown, and then he goes away for another minute. I mean, there's that again. Uh, you win the coin toss in overtime. I'm wondering, these are not questions like that Sean McDermott gets asked or even would answer if he were asked in press conferences. His press conference still to come. They had fourth and six there in overtime after that misfire to Davis, which Allen called a miscommunication. There were a few of those uh, yep. today. Just um, what would the Bills have needed to be in to go for it? You know, we talk about the game in Kansas City, which mm-hmm. this game was not too much different that it's just sort of a given. Whoever gets the ball first scores a touchdown and wins the game. Uh, did, were you thinking at fourth and six after that throw to go? Uh, n- n- um, no, four, fourth and six, no. I, I was curious. I would have loved to have seen them get to fourth and two and see if they would have made a different decision. Uh, I, you know, I would, I would guess, I would suspect they still would have kicked. You know, well, give ourselves the lead, give ourselves a chance, you know, whatever. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But at, 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 at fourth and point, six, I wouldn't even allow myself to think of them going for it on fourth and six. That's all. I didn't at, even think of it. And a regulation. You know, you have a couple of play calls, too. I mean, it's a – what was the play they ran? Well, the, it was a touchdown. They threw a touchdown, threw a touchdown pass to Gabe Davis, 152 left. You know, I can't sit here and say, like, that was a bad idea. A bad decision to throw a touchdown pass, <laughs> right. but you know you run it. To, it's third and six, maybe there. Third and four. You know you get it to fourth and one, and then you run again. He's just almost unstoppable running the ball. It's a lot to ask. I do feel like Philadelphia would have done it. That they would have just played the strategy differently late in the fourth quarter and in overtime. We see the Eagles didn't really happen too often in this game, but like get to one yard short or two yards short so they can run the tush push thing. Didn't really happen a lot today, but that's, I think, sort of the elite level. No, the Bills are even... far from the elite level when it comes yeah. to that stuff. Yeah, there was one There was one sequence where they were third and two, and they lined up in shotgun, and I wondered to myself, why don't they just do the tush-push two times in a row? Or do it on third and two? I mean, you usually get more than the one yard on it. I mean, so I, I, uh, that was a little odd, I thought, by Philly. But, yeah, there's a ton of stuff. This game was – what is it, it – you know – we I referenced this Tampa game from two years ago as like a you know tough road game team coming off a Super Bowl appearance and in that case Tampa had won it the year before like when's the last time the Bills played this tough a road game and I felt this game was was similar to that one uh, timing wise and just vibes wise and the officials again like the officials were I think that was the only time in our time doing this where I came out in a post game show screaming about the refs. And you could have easily done that in the first uh, first part of this game because there was a lot of stuff in the first half. Both games had late passes to Stephon Diggs where he's just being mauled. Right. <laughs> it happened in Tampa 
and that happened in overtime here. The Bills converted on that series anyway. Let's get the first response from the fans brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy, first and faster to any size disaster, visit TeamLuzzy.com. Just a heads up, you may know what I'm going to say. Once McDermott starts giving his press conference, we're just going to jump right to that. So uh, apologies in advance if I end up cutting you off. Yeah, I feel like in mid-rant or something, you know, just, you know, it it already happened. It just happened to Bulldog, right. (laughs) Great setup we have here. Like, we just start talking and then there's, oh, Josh Allen. Okay, cool. Alex is with us. Hi, Alex. Hey guys, what's going on? How are you? Great. So, just coaching, the timeouts after a false start are not needed. How many breaks can we give him? Because the 13 seconds, the Broncos game, the Patriots game, just seems he's just playing it so conservative. And I think he's just wasting Josh Allen and his decisions just aren't smart. And I just think it's time to move on. Thanks, Alex. Let's go to Brad next. Hi, Brad. Hello. Come on, on come on, Brad. Come Hello? on, Brad. Brad. Yeah, it's Brian. Brian, sorry. Oh, sorry about okay, that. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to say the offense and defense played very well today. They held the team in the game. Sean McDermott, I do believe, needs to be let go at the end of the season. They played their best game of the year, even if they lost this game in overtime. They played their bus off. Every position player did. From top to bottom, I can't be prouder of them. Okay, thanks. Uh, Jeff is next. Hi, Jeff. Yeah, I was just wondering how the players get fined for what they do. If these referees get fined for blowing calls, you had a horse collar holding against our receivers. Nothing's called. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I was just wondering if these guys don't get fined. I mean, I know they put a report in about the referees. I, I don't know if they get fined. They get graded. The the refs who grade the best get the playoff games, you know, get to, to stay on. I, I don't know how the tenure works. I don't know if they get fined. Uh, you want to throw the rough, roughing the passer on Allen in there? The flop by <laughs> Allen? The weekly <laughs> flop by Allen? Does that count or is that because it was a Bills player? That's not on the list? Okay. Uh, Mike is next. Hi, Mike. Hey, Bulldog um, and, and show Look, Bulldog, I've been there with uh, let's get McDermott out of there for quite some time. I'm glad you're jumping aboard. Um, we get out coached in these close games. We poor, poor management. This isn't something that's been happening just, you know, tonight. This is something I've been watching for the last three years, and, every, and, it, and, it, and it's been masked by us, you know, making the playoffs and, and, and it's good record in the regular season. But any time that we are in a – we need to coach to make a decision for our football team to win the game. McDermott is nowhere to be found. In fact, he'll actually hurt our team with some of the decisions he makes. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, you know, loyalty is a, is a crazy word in the NFL. I just feel like he's being too loyal to his receivers. I, I never wanted to see Gabe Davis in a, in a Bills uniform again. Guy drops passes at, at crucial times, third down. Uh, tonight he had somewhat of a decent game. He dropped the pass there. I was at the game. Um, and the Philadelphia fans were clowning McDermott for, for calling that timeout uh, on, on their guy who they said has nerves of steel. This guy, I mean, the announcers are saying it. The guy has nerves of steel. Why are you calling a timeout? This is not high school. So when the other team is doing it and I'm in the other team's stadium, it, it's time to get move on. And you know what? I wouldn't, 
I wouldn't I wouldn't be uh, mad if they made a, sh- uh, a surprising move and, and fired McDermott tomorrow. Well, I could tell that that's true. And that would be, <laughs> Obviously, that, you wouldn't be mad. That would definitely be very surprising. I would be shocked. The season is not over, and it's the bye week now. I think his future is very much in question, but I do not think anything's going to happen before the season is lost. And it feels like it is, but it's not yet. Uh, so, okay. I'm I'm not going to listen to what Philadelphia fans think in terms of strategy. I got, I got my notes. I got my research. I know who to listen to. You know, I'm sure there are plenty of Philadelphia fans that know what's up, just like there are plenty of us uh, that do. But, yeah, I'm not going to take my cue from them. The, the, the timeouts at the end of regulation before the game-tying field goal and then leaving yourself with only the one with 20 seconds left with that quarterback and the passing game that you had on the field, even in those conditions, like – there were guys just running open all night, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kneel it out because I gotta burn I gotta burn a timeout after a penalty on them, and I gotta burn a timeout before the field goal, and now I've only got one left. And I, the, the, the 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 symmetry between like that sort of decision making and the 13 seconds and Kansas City doing it with two timeouts and 13 seconds to tie you is it, it's I'm on tilt. I, I just I'm so frustrated over it. I mean, I don't know what your odds are. Like, what's your win probability in a tie game on your 25 yard line with 20 seconds and two timeouts? It can't be great, but give yourself a chance. You're putting yourself in a position here. What are you worried about? A turnover or a mistake there? Probably, um, but really, you, you made the decision already by burning the timeouts. So there was really no decision to even be made, and that is just not that's not smart. You could still try. With one timeout. You could. You could still try. Your win probability is some number, but it's not below 50% in a tie game with 20 seconds left and the ball. It will be 50% or less if you right. factor in the point spread. It'll be 50% at the at the end of regulation right. once but overtime yeah, starts. It doesn't get worse. Like, probability no. of scoring on the drive is a different thing. Yeah, right. But, but yeah. The, the simple logic is you're more afraid – of losing on a turnover than scoring. And that is the essence of the problem. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that McDermott has always leaned that way when we're watching Allen in these superhero games where it just feels what is it like to be a fan of the team playing against him or a player on the field playing against him? Like, we're just dead here we have no move if he's gonna run in a game good luck to us we're gonna need we're gonna need the refs we're gonna need balls off helmets we're gonna need help because he's not beatable when he's when he's like that when he's really going when it's all on the line and yet we continue to see the bills even after the lessons learned you continue to see the bills shy away in different ways. For, I thought this game started like a game where they were going to try to win a close, low-scoring game, you know? I mean, how many plays did the Bills run in offense before a receiver was involved at all? It was Cook and Murray and Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson gets the ball before Diggs. Like, it's, let's grind it out. And it turned into a game, you know, that was quite different from that. So, I, I you know, everybody knows. Everybody knows. And they, they have won a lot of games this way. But, to win it all, a lot of these kind of games. To win it all, to beat the top teams, you know. The problem losing today is that you lost to Denver. 
and the Jets and the Patriots. That's the problem with losing today. When they lost that game to Tampa, they weren't dead. You know, they were they were okay. They had time. Yep. They had the easy part of their schedule left. This team has, including today, the very roughest part of their schedule left. 37-34 Philadelphia. 6-6 six and six by week. the score. I, I honestly, like, the, I watched Hurts run into the end zone, ran up here and turned the gear on, and I, I don't know until just now that I knew exactly what the final score was. It doesn't help, though. No, it doesn't, doesn't help, no. No, I don't feel better knowing it. Matt is next. Hi, Matt. Hey, guys. Um, I'm going to say a lot of things that uh, I think a lot of people have already said, but Sean McDermott needs to go. I, uh, I think where he's best is in the first half, and what I don't need is his first half. When it mattered, they couldn't stop this team. I don't need his defense in the first half to be able to stop the Eagles. It, it didn't matter when it came to important moments. When it came down to the Eagles were lining up for a 60-yard field goal and they were scrambling onto the field, you called a timeout to let them set up for that field goal. That's inexcusable. Then you have 20 seconds left. You have a timeout. It should have been two timeouts. You have one timeout, and you have a Superman at quarterback who has 400 yards already in this game, and you kneel the ball out. That is inexcusable. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the game, and you are wasting him. This coach needs to go. I've been here for a long time, but this is inexcusable. He needs to go. Okay, Matt. Thanks for the call. We have Colin next. Hi, Colin. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's I uh, just really wanted to throw easy. up. You know, throw out a couple <laughs> couple more names. Uh, I know you guys are going to get a bunch of uh, McDermott calls today. But uh, Tyler Bass, you know, you know, I know they're tough kicks. But, you know, you sign them to that big contract. And, you know, th- this is a, the exact game you need him to hit a big kick at. And, yes, he did a hit a couple, at the, you know, towards the, uh, you know, in the second half there. But you're still – he's walking up there, and I don't feel confident the way I did last year when he would walk up to those kicks. Um, and then, you know, on top of being given the big contract, and again, just doesn't look like the same player. And then well, he, he, he here, here, can I say something? He is the same player. Yes. Yes, you're right. And again, though, like you get one block, and I understand the second one. You know, the the miss kick turns into you know the fumble, which turns into the touchdown. But still, you know, in the second mm. half, he's walking up there for some of the kicks, and you're like, no, you're 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 like. You don't have the confidence. Okay. Yes. Right. He you has missed a few. You're right, of course, he, including today. He has he's, missed a few. He's had a rocky year. There's no there's no right. question. He's had a rocky year. Again, on top. Yeah. And then the other it, two players. If, just am, I though, am I, though, by, by, by the point you keep making about his contract to believe that he's not trying anymore because he got paid? No, 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 no. Absolutely not. Should no, they not right. have well, paid him? Well, then why do you keep bringing up the contract? I, it's just, you know, at, sitting here as a fan, you're like, man, I want that. Pl-. Like, I just want. Yeah, yeah. So does he. I, I, yeah. You're right. It's just how I feel. It's just how I feel when I, I get you. up yeah. there. I just don't have that, conf- that that confidence that he had, you know, I had last year when it just felt, again, I haven't looked at his numbers, but I saw on Twitter, like, he's down in the high 70s now, like his kick percentage. Yes, he has missed. He's a few. having a bad year. Yes. there's no, there's no question. He's having a bad year. Yeah. I don't mean to see. I, look, we're all a little edgy. I might seem like trying to pick a yeah. fight with you about Tyler Bass's right, contract, right, right, and like course. I don't want that on my headstone. So and I'll again, back off. And he's a great. And I know he's a good kicker. Really I know he's important. a good kicker. I, I'm just saying, like he's just <laughs> yeah. like okay. And then Poyer yeah. and Hyde again. I, and I know I don't know. They're two good safeties, but you know, at the end of the game, those two, you know, those drives at the end. If you're looking for a guy to make a big play, you know, I'm thinking back to Baltimore last year. Poyer just making big plays, you know, the one in the end zone that just ends up stealing the deal. Just a play like that, you know, they're good safeties, but they used to be great safeties. And, 
I, again, they're, they're just two, a couple names I wanted to bring up. Uh, that what do you What do you want to do about it? Appreciate you guys. What do you want to do about Hyde and Poyer? Well, you know, Poyer's here. He has a contract. Uh, they both right. do. It's, it's tough to say. It's tough. Yeah, right. It's tough to say Hyde's that I want to walk year, away from either of them. No, it's tough I mean, to say uh, that I want to walk away from either one of them. It's just you. If you you know someone that's going to make a big play at the end of the game, there, just two guys that I'm thinking of. Or it's like you know, and then the touchdown Hyde gets beat on the one touchdown uh, to give the Eagles the lead, and you're just like, ah, again, I just think you know, all pro safety, and then like just doesn't feel like he looks like that sometimes. Well, he's older, and he's they're both always in and out with injuries, and it's just what always happens. Uh, and you're playing a team that's just very tough to, to beat to stop. I mean. You know, just like the Bills are. So, you. I mean, I, I'm not trying to scuttle the con- the conversation, but th- this season has to play out, and then we'll have all these conversations about players and coaches. Uh, it won't stop us from having them now. Here's Sean McDermott. With that, I'll turn it to R.O.D. with your questions. The decision to kick the field goal in overtime at open six. Was there any thought? of going for the win and trying to just win it right there on offense. Yeah, there was. Um, if we had gotten to, you know, fourth and two, fourth and three possibly, we had talked about that going for it, going for the win for sure. What was your reasoning behind kneeling it at the end of the game as opposed yeah, to? Yeah, I mean, just, you know, one, I thought about it. I thought about going for it just with their pass rushers and, um, you know, 20 seconds. I just wanted to make sure. Really, I was trying to end the game a couple plays before, um, using the timeout on third down. We had him at, I think it was the uh, the plus 41, trying to make sure we had the right defense there to make it a tough field goal, which it was, and um, emptied out the next one to try and, hey, it's in the rain, um, make, the, make the kicker think about it a little bit, and he made a 59-yard field goal. Um, great play by him, and then... You know, we're left with one right there, and, and so um, we went to overtime, got the ball, and had a chance to win it, and at the end of the day, didn't. So. You think you should have kept one of those? Like, I understand, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hindsight's always twenty twenty. you know, so it's, believe me, it's, it's gone through my, through my mind more than once. Um, so when you get the result you got, you're always looking back and saying, hey, um, yeah, maybe, maybe kept one of those, and, um, you know, so... That's the life we live. If you could play much better defensively, you guys did in that first half. What, from your perspective, changed after half? Yeah, in the second half, they hit a couple runs. You know, they went to the run game more, Mike there, and and um, hit a couple runs, and and then it became a two-dimensional type of game again with with their running game, the RPOs, and and then Hertz made a number of plays with his feet, um, more so in the second half than, than he did in the first half. So, um, I thought we were rushing well in the first half, and playing good Russian coverage and, um, you know, they had their tackle down uh, as well in the game, going into the game. And, and so um, I felt like our front was getting after him a little bit there. And, and then and then the second half, he got out a few times and, and was giving us some trouble with his feet. John, um, I know these are tricky questions, but your evaluation of the officiating. No, I'm not going to, I'm not going there. I appreciate the question, Tim, but I can't go there. The four four in the red zone. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm assuming you don't think that's going to get done defensively. No, I mean I thought I thought our third down defense uh, was good, uh, but our red zone wasn't good enough. Um, you know, tried to hit a zero blitz there at the end just to and he pop pop the quarterback run, and um, so you know they had to 
he was making plays with his feet. So you're trying to do everything you can to add to the rush lanes, and, and he popped it, popped the run. So. Oh, what do you make of the performance of the offense, and maybe in the broader context of two weeks now with Joe? Yeah, you know there were. I thought we moved the ball well. Um, I mean, 500 yards. Um, I think that that says a lot about um, the direction we're headed on offense. Uh, I did do think we had some opportunities to come up with more, and so just as an overall team, I think that's the that's the uh, kind of the, the the general sentiment coming out of the game is you know whether it's special teams opportunity there's opportunities there opportunities offensively opportunities defensively and um, and so um, those are the ones you you want back. I know the players want some of that back. I want some of it back. The coaches do as well. So um, against a good football team, you know, came in here and. And played well. Um, we just got to continue to to work on finding plays, right? Finding plays down the stretch, and um, obviously not enough. When you go on the road, score thirty four against Philly. I mean, everybody knows how good they are on both sides of the, the ball. Does it feel a little bit from a complimentary perspective the defense let the offense down a little bit in this spot? Well, that's that's where I look first. Right, I look at myself first, and I look at the defense. Uh, right after that, and and uh, in the second half, we didn't do enough to win the game. Um, and so, um, if you come out and, and you're able to shut them down in the second half, like we did in the first half, then then yeah. Uh, but again, I think it's it's a it's a team game, and so you have opportunities across the board, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Um, but that's where I start with myself and the defense. John, what was the they said that Gabe was not in the area. Is that the one you're referring to? Yeah. Um, you know, from the information I got, Gabe was in the area. Um, so that's what I go by. On the shot at the end zone. What did you see out of Gabe and that else night? Yeah, I thought he made some big time catches for us. Um, I thought I thought quite a few of the guys did. You know, Josh moved the ball around a little bit there, and um, you know, I thought Josh stood in the pocket well. And again, that's a good pass rushing defense. On the shot at the end zone there to Gabe, was that he just turned the wrong way? Like what happens there? Yeah, I mean it was just a little bit of miscommunication there, and um, had him open, and and that's what I'm saying. That's that's one right there where opportunity to win the game, put it away, and 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 they made the plays um, that were there to be made, and we didn't. Um, but we go back and um, learn from this, and, and we move forward. What's your assessment of your Well, I think T. T. Bass has done some really good things. Um, you know, we have a lot of confidence in T. Bass. Um, obviously, he he made some kicks tonight, and he and he and he, he wants two of those back. I'm sure. Um, uh, those are some of the opportunities I was referring to overall as a team. Um, so, uh, but it never comes down to one person or, or one play. I don't want to touch too much on the officiating, but when you do go on the road, having as many penalties as you guys had today from assessing that, I mean, how big of a problem is that? I mean, we'll look. At, we'll look at them. I mean, I, I know. I know one. I can just tell you one. I saw the replay. Um, our hands were outside the framework um, on one of the holds that w- that got called. Um, I, you know, so I'm not going to get into, you know, how many we had, how many they had, they had, or whether the calls were, were there or not. Um, at the end of the day, um, you got to take the officials out of it. Is what you got to do with your level of play. Yeah, at the end of the day, winning and losing is all that really matters. But listening to one of the Eagles' defensive players after the game on the field do an interview, he was like, Josh Allen's an MVP kind of quarterback. Have you seen that the last couple of weeks? Have you seen that switch flip a little bit? Right. No, yeah, for sure. Um, his level of play has risen over the last two weeks. And that's, 
I think that's really the biggest thing. When you can, when your quarterback is playing well, you got a chance. Um, and the inconsistency leading up to the last two weeks were um, were why I made the decision. You know, one of the reasons why I made the decision that I did to move to move forward here. So, um, but the last two weeks, Josh Allen's level of play has been has been good enough for us to win. We all know no moral victory, Sean, but I mean, is that something you feel like you can take and maybe some other things? What do you take into the bye with you and your message to them um, as you look toward a week off and then the tough stretch? Yeah, I mean, um, you know, there are more, no moral victories. Um, I do, I am encouraged by the direction of our offense the last two weeks. And, um, and so I think, you know, holistically as a team, uh, we've got to, assess where we're at, go and do some self-scout this week and get ourselves ready for the Kansas City Chiefs. Last one. One of the things in the locker room that was thrown around was gut punch. And as you head into a bye after another loss, and I know they're all tough losses, how do you keep the guys up? Yeah, you stand up. I mean, it's time to, I mean this is like, I mean, this is, this is the league we're in, right? We came in here, we fought our asses off. We didn't make enough. We didn't do enough. Uh, make enough plays, do enough on the coaching end. And at the end of the day, um, there's, there's a tough group of guys in that locker room, right? So a tough group of coaches. And, um, you know, we're a good football team, and, and we just came, up, came out on the short end here. So um, there are no, no moral victories. Um, every, each and every one of us have to look at ourselves. And like I told you, that starts with me, and, um, and that's what you do. Uh, that's what the best do, and, and uh, I know our, our football team's a darn good football team. There's that way of looking at it, and then there's the old you are what your record says you are way of looking at it. Six and six, bye week, and then at the Chiefs, and then Dallas coming up for the Bills in what increasingly looks like a lost season. Not officially yet, though. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. The Bills fall in overtime at Philadelphia 37-34. We'll talk some more after this. This is Buffalo Bills football. It's a quarterback draw to Allen, weaving his way through tacklers, and he bowls into the end zone with Osiris Torrance helping him over the goal line for the touchdown. A nine-yard quarterback draw for the TD. One of two rushing touchdowns on the afternoon for Bills quarterback Josh Allen, our eye on the quarterback, brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems. Our business is protecting your business. Again, on the day, Allen's stats just quickly here. Uh, Just a monster, monster day. Uh, Passing 29 of 51, 339, two passing touchdowns. He did get picked off once. Ran the ball nine times for 81 and the two scores. Just a monster day uh, from Allen. And another opportunity uh, kind of really goes by the wayside where – I think their coach really let them down at the end of this game. Managing the game is presented by the financial guys. West New York's one-stop financial shop. Double dipping because I think McDermott managed the game terribly. At the end, the timeouts to ice the field goal kicker, just pathetic. And um, kneeling it out at the end of regulation, just just brutal. I am really really burned right now. I think those things are likely to not have – helped them today in the end the the timeouts but we're just so used to it and we know i think i think maybe we kind of all know at this point what it's about just being careful 
and over overdoing it when it comes to that. Like they're probably not winning the game without those timeouts being called. The game is probably not being different, but it could have been. It could have been. The field goal maybe still gets made, and maybe you don't mm-hmm. score from your 25-yard line in 20 seconds, even with another timeout. It's just it's so familiar, and it's so typical that we're just yeah. not letting it out. He he in the press conference, the first question he got, which any time he says anything, the media get him to say anything that matters, I feel like should be pointed out. It's just usually a parade of, but wasn't the offense good, coach? I mean, who even cares what he thinks about? Of course he's going to say that. What is the usefulness of these questions and answers? He did get a question about going for it in overtime on fourth and six. And he said, yeah, we talked about it. Maybe if it had been fourth and two or even fourth and three. What was the play? On third and six, what was the play? It was a pass into the end zone. What difference does it make if you're talking? It's not going to be fourth and two if you're throwing the ball (laughs) in the end zone on third and six. You know, Philadelphia is coordinated. And this is the end of the fourth quarter. And this is the the, their last possession, their only possession in overtime. We're like, okay, well, good for you if you thought you would go for it on fourth and two. You threw a pass into the end zone. You had no chance. You decided to win the game on that play. And if it were incomplete, which it was, you were kicking. That is not how it's supposed to work. That is not synergy. It might be culture. It might be culture. Is it complimentary? It's, it might be. I don't know how complimentary it is. It's just, I'm not feeling very complimentary. It's I don't not smart. Use it wrong. It's not smart. No. That's what I care about. And he condescends to that all the time when it comes to strategy. You know, it's now a subculture even, and just yeah. like, give me a break. He, I mean, you, it's right to say, like, whatever, whatever their chances were of driving – you know, what, what do they need? 40 yards uh, to get in reasonable field goal range. Uh, it, whatever their chances would have been. What, what you want is for the head coach to give them the best chance to accomplish it. And he didn't. He, he, he took it off the table. And the frustration I'm feeling right now where I've got, like, really I've got bookends for McDermott here with the Chiefs beating them with seven fewer seconds – in a playoff game, I mean, well, tying them ultimately, but, you know, the same scenario. They need a field goal to, to you know, change the course of the game here. They, in that case, they needed to tie it. I don't need to get bogged down in the details. The fact that he gets beat with 13 seconds, calling all his timeouts in a playoff game, and then in this game with really their playoff lives hanging in the balance every game from here to the end, he's going to burn through timeouts and kneel. With 20 seconds. And I just can't, I can't rectify those two events that are more than two years apart now. Or, or almost two years apart now, sorry. Uh, I, I just can't, I, it just is so frustrating to me that, that that's our guy. I, I just can't, I can't do it anymore. I, I, I just, it's, it, I don't think it's a coincidence. Like, I'm going to hear about Josh Allen's record in overtime. How about Sean McDermott's record in overtime? Here's Cortez with us. Hi, Cortez. So, you know, I've been saying this for a long time about Sean, and I'm glad that everybody else is on this train. And so at this particular point, it's on Pagula and it's on Brandon Bean. Where are we going to go now? Like, are we going to trust analytics? Are we going to be smart? Are we going to pass the ball? Are we going to play offense? And this guy, just to say something about this game, on the last play, he ran a defense 
as if Philadelphia was at the one-yard line, fourth and game, and he over, overload on the right as if this is the play call. They're going to run it to the right. Go defense, go get them to the right. And they're at the 12-yard line. Mr. <laughs> Bimba, don't break. Mr. Bimba, this is the moment to play Bimba, don't break. And he goes all out. It's not the first time. It was first down, too, wasn't it? Yes. It was first down. Wow. But, you know, it's, it's like, a, it's like a, a control in the Madden game. I think it's R2 and then to the left. <laughs> defense, go get them. They're gonna, defense, go get them. They're running to the right. Go get them. It's a, we know it. And it's like, how could you do that? Um, right there. But, but again, it, we're done. I've been here for years. Pagula, where are we going? Are we going to trust analytics? Do we have that robust analytics department? Oh, are we ready to use it? There is a callback. Ready to use it? There is a callback. Right? Thank you, Cortez. Right? Good points. Good points. Got to move on. Uh, next up is Jake. Hi, Jake. Hey, how's it going? The same. Great. The same. Going great. As always. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, just wanted to talk about obviously McDermott. I mean, you have the Texans playoff game, thirteen seconds. Hail Murray, Patriots game this year, Denver game this year, the Eagles game. There's so many more. I get the injuries. I do, but all these close losses coming down to game management and coaching. You look at the Chargers and Brandon Staley, it's the same thing. Less than one score game, it's loss after loss. When's the end? They should have fired them after the 13 seconds game. It's just inexcusable coaching and game management week after week after week. I appreciate you taking the call. I'll hang up and listen. Okay. They have won a lot of these games, too. Not necessarily the closest yeah. games against the best teams, which, you know, you're like, yeah. likely to lose. But and, and look, feel free to mention it, that. And it, it's, it also would be fine to point out that there were, there, you know, this was a long game and there were a lot of mistakes that happened. And all of them were not McDermott's fault. It's just the end is, it's it's a movie we've all seen too many times already. Um, but there's plenty, I mean, geez, Gabe Davis turns right instead of left and this thing is over. I mean, I could still be mad about the 22nd kneel down, but they were that close to winning the game. Um, on a you know on a single covered wide receiver running open to the end zone, very reminiscent. If he turns right, that's where Allen threw the ball. It's the Kansas City game. It is. That's right. And Davis instead went you know toward the corner, and the ball you know went where well went where it went. Would have gone forward on fourth and two through a pass to the end zone. The clock is your friend. The longer your first drive takes, the less time your opponent has. Strategy. It's not culture. It's strategy. Stuff matters. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, Philadelphia 37, Buffalo 34. This is Buffalo Bills football. Here's the snap to Allen in the shotgun. Back to pass, steps up. He's got running room in front of him, fakes the throw, cuts it back at the 10, down to the 5. He's into the end zone for the touchdown. Josh Allen, the beast, has been released. Josh Allen uh, was selected by uh, Chris Brown and Eric Wood as the difference maker of the game. That is brought to you by Independent Health. At Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 West New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. It's a lot of power they have. Just, boom, here's who we think yeah. the player of the game was. Now it's, kidding. It is, yeah. it's been decided. Yep. Not a bad choice. And I have to, you know, and I, I, we have to adhere to that. Ed Werder. Those are the rules. Ed Werder. Yeah, I just saw this too. The Bills are the 40th team since the merger to amass 500 yards, convert on third down 10 or more times. I think they did 13. 
and win the turnover battle, but they are the first ever to lose in that scenario. 39 and 0 before tonight. Man, this organization, this team comes up with new way, new stats, new ways, mm-hmm. like just the best point differential in world history for a team that's 6 and 6. Is it even better than the 1981 Atlanta Falcons at this point? I mean, just incredible. Ben is with us next. Hello, Ben. Gentlemen, good afternoon. I appreciate it. Good evening now. Uh, first of all, I want to thank you both. Uh, I know this is not easy after a game like this ever. I, I've listened for a long time, and I want to I want to thank Bulldog for, first off, coming home tonight and being the voice for a lot of people, a lot of frustrated Western New Yorkers uh, that have been listening and watching this for the last couple of years. The undertones have been there the last couple of years. So thank you, Bulldog. We appreciate it. Really do. Uh, my question really is this, is how – I know logistically you go back, we've all worked in organizations. Is this something that you have to find logistically ways to win, win out? And I guess does, given the, 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 the book of, of work that McDermott has done in these close games and the terrible, terrible record he has doing this, does Bean pull him in? Is this, is this a conversation the two of them have? How do they effectively come in and motivate this team? Because if you look at that team at the end of the game, I mean, Josh's face said it all. This guy left it all on, on the field. I mean, outside of 13 seconds, this game was exactly like that game. And he looked like – and he came in and, and he said all the right things after the, after the, in the conference. I give him all the credit in the world. He's playing the rules. You know, he's probably thinking a lot different. But I'm more concerned about the conversations that are happening outside of the organization, between the players, between management, and how this affects going forward. And I, I almost make the case there – How does it affect what? Is your question? How does it affect what the outcome of the next games? Like what happens? The team leading this team, getting them ready to play KC in two weeks with the bye. I mean, technically, is that con- this is there? I mean, the noise is going to be here. You guys are going to be doing this all week for the next two weeks until that game kicks. Well, off. that won't mean anything to the Bills. Well, I don't know. I don't know. When when you hear someone like Bulldog and the, and the radio saying it now, and this and and you know the other anchors and the other shows are going to be t- saying this. It's sort of, it's sort of hard to ignore it. And that's what I guess I'm saying is. Is it? I, I know they're not going to come in tomorrow and fire McDermott. I, they're not. I, I, I wish they would because I would like to see. I think the players. Would but need but it. you want to know what you want to know what is going to happen. Well, I guess how the team's going to respond. Yeah, well, that's tough. That's tough to know. Like it's already been a, a, a rocky year, and I don't know. Did they respond poorly today or last week after their offensive coordinator were fired and they had had a short week and they'd lost to Denver or the no. game after the Patriots lost? I mean, no. It's just it's. Who knows how they will respond? They're really good, so you have that going for you. Yeah. You fire a coordinator like they did to get the result they've gotten. You you can't ask for a better result off a coordinator getting fired than what they've done the last two weeks. I mean, they took the Jets apart, and this offense was borderline, if not flat-out unstoppable, a lot of today. And so that should be encouraging, but the problem is I've got six losses already, and like three or four of them are – stupid as stupid gets and so you're you're just you're kind of stuck now um i i loved how they played a lot of today um the, uh, you know third down conversions you got to have there were easy plays easy open guys there were just a lot of really good looks um to me brady has been hitting it out of the park in two weeks so far uh no it's not perfect but I don't know how they respond now to another gut-wrenching loss like this. I mean, I, I, I don't have an answer for you. 
I know how I'm responding. I'm 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 losing my you know what. Well, they're this I, much I, they're this much closer to being out of it. And with each loss, you the players know that. They don't have to care about what's said on the radio. Hopefully they don't. But if they know the standings, they know the score. And as you get closer, with a team with this high of expectations, you get closer to like not even being in the playoffs, it, it can start to fray. That's what the caller's worried about. That's what yeah. the fans, you know, that's what everybody would be worried about. But it might not, it doesn't matter right now. It's maybe too late. They have six losses. They're going to play the Chiefs and Cowboys the next two games. It might be, it might be too late. That's the problem with today. Today isn't, it's, it's not criminal that they lost today. It's criminal that they lost the other games to the right. Patriots and the Jets. And like, you'd be eight and four. Right. If they fine. had two more, sorry. If they had two more wins going into today, this could be the Tampa game. You'd be like, ah, oh, well, you know, they went toe to toe, and they re- and they rediscovered their offense and their identity and their swagger, and I'm so back, baby, and all whatever. That, that, that all could be true, but they've lost too many games already to have it be that game. So to be 500 after 12 games. It's gross. I mean, this is, this, it's just yeah. The, the, they they have got <laughs> the odds are very are very stacked against them at this point with the schedule and the losses. It's gross. Yeah. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog thirty seven thirty four Eagles Bills off next week. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back. Post-game coverage. The Bills lose in Philly 37-34. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. No game next week. But there will be a lot of uh, talking between, mm-hmm. you know, this week and then next week. They're at the Chiefs. What a... Sunday when anti- they don't play, I'm just going to come up in the attic and put the headset on and just sit here and talk to myself, even though we're not on. Mm-hmm. Will you have your friends call you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You'll have your son screen the calls and everything. I'm not sure. available. I'm not going to help right. in that. I, I, hey, I don't want to put that. any pressure on you. I'm just saying I, I care that much. Any climax here coming up with that Chief game. I mean, again, the Bills are not going to be eliminated by then, but you wanted that to be, it expected that to be monumental, and it won't be. I mean, 6-6 six and six versus 8-3 and three plus whatever the Chiefs do next week. It's a really good race, and the Bills are barely in it. It's just so frustrating because they might be the best team in the in the league, right? I mean, they might be the best team in the league. They're one of the five best teams in the league, but they are I six and six. Definitely right. Crazy. Uh, Mark is next. Hi, Mark. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Um, that Edwards said you read earlier. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, but Bulldog, you are spot on with the McDermott um, tonight. I mean. Your take on him tonight and his losses this year are insane. I mean, I've been feeling this way for maybe a couple of weeks, but, I mean, they fire Dorsey, they promote Brady, and, you know, he's looked good. The offense has moved the ball. But the defense, which is coached by McDermott, I mean, when it matters tonight, the last six drives, touchdown of 62 yards, touchdown of 75 yards, another touchdown, a punt, and then a field goal to tie, and then in overtime, a touchdown of 75 yards. I mean, the last six drives are four touchdowns in the tying field goal. I mean, it, it just gives me the same thing happened in the New England game, the Jets game, the Broncos game, and then tonight. Like, when it matters, this team is just not prepared, like, defensively. Like, I, and almost like watching the game, you feel bad for Allen. Like, another kind of 13 seconds kind of feeling takes over. It's like you're watching him drive down the field. You're watching the defense then not – do anything and it's like 
yeah. the, the the timeouts again before the field goal, like it, it, that's happened a couple times. Like I think it happened the Broncos game, maybe the New England game. Like the, these timeouts before like big plays on yeah. defense. It's like what are you like? Are you not prepared? Like you are the DC, you are the head coach, you are, and then not to mention the. Um, 12 men on the field like it, it, it just feels like the, this team is not prepared and that's why I think you I've been feeling it for a couple weeks and you're kind of spouting it out tonight like I am ready for him to be gone Allen had 420 yards tonight and four touchdowns he made the one mistake with a pick but he won the game tonight and this defense under McDermott has not lived up to the hype and my one question uh, before I hang up would be would McDermott fire his DC if these were the same results without him being DC. So I'll hang up and listen to your thoughts. All right. Thanks for the call. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's a lot of shame in getting driven on by a, a D, an offense as talented as Philadelphia. Like I, I understand the complaint and the way this year has gone, but it's why to me, the kneeling at the end of regulation, calling the timeouts before the field goal is so maddening because the guy with the ball wearing 17 on your team is your best chance. Your defense is going to get moved. The ball's going to get moved on you. Like it, it, That's the league. I mean, it's, it's a little different this year, but that game certainly, I, I was not the least bit surprised Philadelphia moved the ball, and not just because it's McDermott. I would have thought the same thing if they were playing anybody. It's hard to stop a team that's that talented. But when you don't give yourself the best chance to maximize possessions and score yourself to prevent a game-winning drive against you, that's where, to me, his strategy and his tactics come into severe question. And it's not just like a one-week or two-week thing. We gotta, we've, gotta, we've got a trend. This is who he is. It's what he does. So I don't know. I, I, I don't mean to let them off the hook for game-winning drives. I mean, you'd rather not give up game-winning drives. Some teams do stop teams occasionally. I know. But to me, it's all about the other stuff more than Jalen Hurts making a play on you at the end. Agree completely. Thanks for the call, Mike Shope and the Bulldog. To the locker room next, this is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Buffalo Bills fell short against the Philadelphia Eagles, bringing the record on the season to 6-6. Six and six. Again, I think effort was there. Execution was there. Just got to make a couple more plays and a couple we wish we had back. Bills quarterback Josh Allen went 29 for 51 for 339 yards with two touchdowns and one interception, while rushing with nine carries for 81 yards and two rushing touchdowns. James Cook had 16 carries for 43 yards, and Gabe Davis led the receivers with six receptions for 105 yards and one touchdown. Taking a look in the early window, the Jaguars beat the Texans 24-21. to The Falcons outlast the Saints 24-15. to The Rams overtake the Cardinals 37-14, to and the Broncos overtake the Browns 29-12. to And looking at the primetime window, the Ravens are leading the Chargers 7-3 to in the second quarter. This sports update and scores from around the league have been delivered by the UPS Store. Be unstoppable. I'm Joe Kelly for the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. The Bills lose to the Eagles 37-34 in overtime. Great game, but 6-6, six and six, no game next week. It's not really a bye week. I know everybody says it. The NFL has just taken over our lives. It's not really it's not a bye week. A bye week is when you move, you advance, but it's the only term anybody ever uses. But so uh, I'll probably should just settle for that. Deion Dawkins and Ed Oliver coming up here in a moment from the locker room. All locker room sound brought to you by Reimer Home Services for your HVAC, plumbing, and electric needs. You guys have had, you've had some really, really painful, they're all painful, but you've had some particular crushers this year. How frustrating is this becoming that you can't close the door on some of these games? Frustrating. Uh, losing is frustrating in a zone. If we would have lost by 20 or if we lost by three, if we lost by six, it would have felt similar because an L is an L. So they're all frustrating in their own. You know, we're we're a bunch of winners, but, you know, a loss is a loss. What can you say about your performance of Josh tonight? Say, say it again? What can you say about the performance of Josh tonight? I mean, Josh looked like Josh to me. I mean, he's running around, he's making plays with his arm and his feet. That's the Josh that we all know, and I love to see it. So I'm 17 to the wheels fall off. So that's my guy. Common thread in some of the in, in a bunch of your losses are just not finishing drives, making critical mistakes, whether that's a penalty, a turnover, something like that. What, what to end a drive? To end a drive, like like you guys move the ball well, but there's a penalty here, there's a turnover there. You, I mean, I think that the ones that we did have a couple like penalties and we still scored. So, uh, not to put a blanket on the penalties, like penalties suck, but they're part of ball, you know. And when you're in a dogfight of a game, it's never supposed to be pretty, you know. All of our jerseys are are bloody and muddy and and dirty. So, you know, a dogfight is never supposed to be perfect. And uh, you know, we would love to to play perfectly clean ball, but it's unrealistic for the duration of a of a full game but you know hey did it feel like those were i mean you, you can't complain about them because they happened but it felt like a one-sided penalty called game did you get the feeling on the sideline as this was happening that you were kind of getting screwed a few times i don't got no beef with the refs man i don't got no no beef they they be on me enough so 
I like the rest. Of, I'm sorry, Dan. I just might want to talk over a bit of 2021 when you guys were struggling and you had a game in Tampa and you didn't win. You lost in overtime and then fought back and played great. Can you go back there when, when you think about where you are now and maybe where you were at that time? Uh, I really don't even remember. But the good thing is that we have a bye week now and we have a lot of time to think about what we have to do to make a positive push. And uh, everything happens for a reason. I'm sorry that I can't relate to Tampa, but, you know, it just takes one good play after another to really get us going. But tough games, good, good teams. The Eagles are great, you know. It's, it's it's a tough league. Understanding there are no you know moral victories or silver linings or any of that stuff, Dion. Right? It's the NFL, but the offense has been more productive in the last couple of weeks. Do you take that in the bye? I guess with you, is there something constructive? I would say that I take it as more so like we have a lot of pieces right now that we could put a puzzle together uh, with with the offense. You know, uh, Joe and Joe Brady has been dicing it up. Josh has been doing his thing. Running backs have been crushing it. The tight ends have been doing a great job in their role, and everybody's been doing in their part. You know, the O-line has been staying intact and staying, you know, one beat. So it's a it's a good feeling. So there is definitely positives that we're going into the bye week with. You know, lo- losing does suck, but there's definitely pieces of this loss that are great. And we're going to take them, and we're going to see them, and we're going to emphasize them and build on it. You guys have had a, a number of these losses now, which, I mean, opportunities for sure. You want to get finishing dress first? Come on. Uh, uh, where you've been close, can't finish. I mean, the, the collective of these games piling up to where, you know, you're 6-6, six and six, it usually be 9, 10 wins right now. You know, how much is that frustrating at this point? How much does it hurt? The frustrating part is being so close, but yet being so far. Lose by, I don't even know how much oh, we lost by today, five, something like that. Three. Three. Shit like that, like, you know what I'm saying? So close, so far. We had the game, I feel like. Coming in the halftime, basically had the game won, and then, you know. But it is what it is, man. We just got to go back to the drawing board. We get a week to get our bodies back and come back out versus another good uh, Kansas City team. Was there anything you felt like they were doing differently in the second half? Like, what do you think shifted that kind of changed that? They're just just a good team. You know, they was going to make a run there at home, so you just got to be able to handle that. And I think we did. We just came up short. Some of these tight games, defense has had the chance to – close it out, and it's kind of been a struggle there. What do you, what do you think's kind of been the tough spot? Oh, man, I, I can't put my finger on it. For me, I got to make more plays. Got to get out of the quarterback, get him on the ground, maybe take the ball away. Some some splash play to just, you know what I'm saying, give us a spark and hopefully turn the tide and win the game, but obviously I didn't get that done. So judging judging myself, I got to get that done at the end of the game. That's what they paid me to do, so that's what I got to do. I know it's all about wins and losses at this point of the season, but can you take anything positive from this, knowing what, what you guys have lying ahead outside the bye week? Hey, I'll, I'm just take this week to reflect and um, recover, get my mind right, and hit it, hit it again when we come back. Deion Dawkins and Ed Oliver and the Bills are now 6-6, six and six, five games left. Their next two weeks from tonight, 425 start like today's game at Kansas City. Mike Shope and the Bulldogs signing off. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your night. This is Buffalo Bills football. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.